This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And here we are, Raider Nation. 202 is the time officially. Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Demon Cotton, your boy, Q. Back in studio together for the first time this week. Very excited about today's show. We have an action-packed show that's going to get popping real quick, fast, and what I like to say, in a hurry. Coming up in a matter of minutes, Denzel Perryman, linebacker from the Raiders, is going to join us to talk all things Raiders, talk about that defense, talk about that win in Denver, and also talk about the upcoming game against the Philadelphia Eagles. So Denzel Perryman is scheduled to be joining us any second now, and uh, we'll talk all things Raiders with him. He's been a hell of a player for the Silver and Black for that defense. He's been able to uh, lead the league in tackles, and he's just been Johnny on the spot. Uh, You want to talk about unnecessary roughness. You want to talk about hitting the quarterback and making him go down hard, hitting anybody and making them go down hard. That's exactly who Denzel Perriman has been for the Silver and Black so far. And remember, he wasn't the guy that was signed early in the offseason. He was the guy that the Raiders traded for after they had a couple of injuries. Nicholas Morrow went down in that practice against the Rams, and then Javon White went down in that preseason game against the Rams. And all of a sudden, the coaching staff, Mike Mayock and company said, whoa, we got to do something. Well, they made the trade with Carolina, brought in Denzel Perriman, and man, he's been a player. He's been an absolute player. So what, what are your thoughts before we get to Denzel, DeMond? What have you been your thoughts on what he's been able to do so far with the Raiders? You know what's funny? Watching that Broncos game, there was a tackle, and just hearing it from the TV, I was like, oh, that was a Perryman tackle. <laughs> right? I said that to myself watching it. Just like hearing the tackle, I was like, no, nah, that was Perryman that got in there on that. Right. Because he is such a hard hitter. He's one of the – I watched like some previous interviews prep for, with him prepping for today, and he was like Ray Lewis was his guy growing up. Him going – him from Miami, growing up, went to the U. He was like, Ray Lewis was his guy. He was like, he wore even the Under Armour cleats. He was like, whoever Ray Lewis was signed to, that's what he was wearing. Nice. I'm glad that you brought that up. We'll bring that up to Denzel when he joins the show. I also want to see if he's going to have some gummy bear snacks. Because after the last the last time we talked to him, right, that was after the Bears game. It was after the Bears game, yep. And that uh that that media session that was really strange. That was the one where he called me out for whatever reason. We still yeah. don't know. We don't know if he was calling you out, but he was yeah. looking in your direction. He was looking Certainly in my direction. But I can't even like I can't even explain that to him right now because it wouldn't make any sense. Yeah. You know, like I, I thought about it when I found out he was gonna join the show. I thought, well, maybe I could ask him about that, but I don't even know how to describe it because it was so strange. It was you, just you and you looked, off? I remember you looked at me and you're like, What'd you do, Q? <laughs> What are you doing? Why are you causing trouble? <laughs> it was strange. It was strange. But he's, he looked at me and talked about getting my tweet off. And I was like, all right. Guess so. I guess I did. But uh, I'm excited about having Denzel Perryman. Uh, he's always a guy that, in my opinion, even after that Chicago loss, and that was a bad loss. It was. It was a, a game where the team just didn't show up for one reason or the other. He, even, he still was in a good mood. You know, he was in a good mood. He was still smiling, just Hey, I ain't worried about this. I ain't people who ask him about the email stuff. And he was just like, eh, you know, yeah, whatever. I'm just out here playing ball. It's like it's like he gets his joy in playing ball and, and, and nothing, at least for that time period, while he's on the field and then immediately following the game or leading into practice or, or after meetings. Just seems like it doesn't bother him. Yeah, he's one of those guys that loves football because you're talking about on the field. Even Cassie, she's put out a couple of tweets, you know, videos from practice as Cassie does. She does a great job at that. But it's some, it's Denzel. It was one he fell down. 
He said, he, and then like he tweets back at her or won him dancing. He's like, you don't know who Trick Daddy is. <laughs> and then it's like. <laughs> nice. Yeah, he's a good dude. He's a good dude. He's fun. So uh, we'll talk to him in a matter of minutes. Also coming up on the show today at 3 o'clock, my guy Joe Arrigo from Franchise Sports Media. He's going to join the show, and he's joining the show to talk about UNLV. And I usually have someone on the show. Ed Graney joins us to talk about UNLV. We had him on earlier in the week. Uh, we have Paloma Villacana. She joins the show to talk about UNLV. I want to talk about UNLV recruiting because don't look now, but UNLV is starting to get some big time recruits. Uh, I saw a tweet that came out earlier today. Randy Bobo Masters. He uh, he has committed, verbally committed to Marcus Arroyo and the UNLV program. And I looked at DeMond and said, whoa, this is a big deal. And DeMond didn't really know what I was even talking about. I was like, hey, man, how in the world did UNLV just pull Bobo Masters? And he just kind of looked at me like, what do you know about this dude? And what I do know about Randy, and he, I believe, is going to join the show tomorrow. Uh, he is a guy that was committed at one time to Baylor. This is a big-time player in, in the state of Texas, and this guy can go. And I showed you the commitment list earlier today, or not the commitment, but the, the offer sheets that he had that he was holding. I'm talking about Arkansas. I'm talking about SMU. I'm talking about Ole Miss. I mean, I'm talking about some 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 players. UNLV's going into Texas. Whatever they got to do. UNLV's the recruiting pipeline. UNLV in Texas. Now. Well, I mean, you you got to go wherever you can go to get the players. You know, I'm not I'm not mad, but I mean, Oregon was a spot where a lot of folks thought that uh, that Bobo Masters was going to go. There was a lot of of offers on the table, and he chose UNLV. And UNLV got another commit. They got a, a commit from a, a JUCO guy, 300 pound defensive lineman. And look, I know the wins and losses aren't there for the Rebels. I get that, and I would like to see them win some games. But I mean, if you start building this thing from the ground up, you start building it up through recruiting. And you get some of these big time players going to the program, things are going to get turned around quick, fast, and in a hurry. So I'm excited about what Coach Arroyo's got going on with the Rebels. So at three o'clock, we'll talk to Joe Arrigo from Franchise Sports Media. I've been knowing Joe for a long time. We'll talk to him about UNLV recruiting. Then at three thirty, my guy Mike Gill from uh, 97.3 ESPN in, in South Jersey, he is going to join the show to talk all things Eagles. As the Philadelphia Eagles are the next team up on the. The schedule, they're headed to Allegiant Stadium on Sunday. It's going to be an exciting game. Raiders have a big opportunity to make a big statement. Head into their bye week at 5-2. And, and this is this is, this is is the team in front of them that, uh, that, is, that is, is hoping to slow them down. And I know that their record is at 2-4, and four, and it doesn't look like it's a very good team. But I think that it's going to be a lot closer game than a lot of people expect it to be. I think a lot of folks think, oh, the, the Raiders are going to do exactly what they did Sunday against Denver. And they're going to run all over uh, Philadelphia. Now, if they go out there and perform the way they did in, on Sunday against Denver, they have that opportunity. But Philadelphia is not—they're not no pushover, man. They're going to be a tough, tough out. So that's going to be a good game. But uh, Mike Gill will will, will join us at three thirty to talk all things Eagles, break it down, what to expect, what you should look for in this game uh, up against the Eagles on Sunday, Week Seven action. Very excited about that. So. Right now, waiting for Denzel Perryman to give us a call. And you know how these things go, especially when it's players that are in practice and then they have meetings and their schedules have been kind of moved back a little bit. And they were actually supposed to meet with the media about an hour ago. What was it, DeMond, about an hour ago? One o'clock when they were originally scheduled to meet? Yeah, but now Rich Basachi is now. He's at the podium now speaking. Oh, is he? Yeah. See, and I would normally go to that right now and play it live. But since we know that we're having Denzel Perryman join the show any second now, I don't want to do that. So maybe... 
uh, our guy Juan is taking care of it in the other room. Maybe he can uh, he can get that recorded and we can run it back at some point in the show, maybe around 2.30. But I want to make sure that we have the lines open and everything available when Denzel calls in. Got a text already on the Salmon Ash text line, 69187, keyword RNR. If you're trying to text in, you got to text 69187. That is the phone number. Then you put the letters R-N-R, and then a space, and then your message, and it'll get through to us. Just like the mailman Raider did, he said, Q, last week you asked, what were your keys to victory? And one of my responses was aggressiveness, and with Gru as head coach, we would have taken a big lead, then run the ball, and be conservative. Last week we took the lead, and it was all gas, no breaks. Shout out to Steve Sarkeesian. We were hella aggressive. Ha! I love that. We were hella aggressive. That's Bay Area lingo right there with the lead, and we need to keep that same energy the rest of the season. I think that will be a big component to going 1-0 each week against from the Mailman Raider. Thank you so much for that text. I appreciate you, my man. And, yeah, being aggressive is huge. That 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 is huge. And, I mean, you know, Tigers don't change their stripes. I say it all the time. Coach Gruden, and, and um, this is not a pile-on Coach Gruden-type session or show. It's not going to be that. But – he, you know, is who he is. He's a guy who will get a lead, and then he'll try to suck the air out of the game, and he'll try to run the rock and just let the clock, uh, the clock bleed out. And sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. You know, and the thing about the NFL, especially now, is so many teams have the firepower to come back so quick, fast, and in a hurry that all of a sudden you look up, you got a couple three and outs, then all of a sudden the other team, boom, 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 they get in the end zone. You look up and say, wait a minute, only up six points. Hold on, got to put the foot on the gas again, you know. And so uh, I get it. I get exactly what you're talking about. And there was a couple times in that Denver game where I thought, well, you know, it's not really out of the conversation that they could come back yet. But they were able to make things happen. Derek Carr had a couple big passes, and they were able to get back into the end zone and and salt that game away. But uh, still, I thought it was a very dominating performance from beginning to end. And I, I thought the Raiders did a really good job. And that's what I'm interested to see. Will you see more of a performance like that on Sunday? Will they you know, regress a little bit, you know, well, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see how they navigate through the rest of the, the season. Uh, it was funny when I was at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center yesterday at the end of the show, <laughs> me and Damon, or especially me, started talking about, you know, what if this situation with all these emails and everything, what if this is the Raiders deflate gate? I got so excited about that while I was at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. I went home and did a podcast about it. <laughs> my whole podcast today was about that just because I got so fired up. You know what? Now I'm thinking about that because, you know, we go on these tangents on the show. It's like, man, how did we get here? How did this start? <laughs> right. And it was from, oh, this could be the Raiders deflate game yeah. to you taking the Lombardi trophy and having a day with it. Right. Exactly. It's just it's just one of those situations, you know, and and it, it's, you know, I don't like to be the what if guy. I don't like to, you know, try to, uh, you know, think that, oh, this week's going to be a win. This is good. I don't I don't do that. I like to go one week at a time. But man. Part of me says that poetic justice would just be awesome, right? It would just be awesome to see that type of scenario happen uh, for Mark Davis and the Raiders, and of course for Raider Nation as well. That would be a that'd be a hell of a thing. But again, there's a long time between now and the rest of the season, the end of the season. Who makes the playoffs? Who qualifies for the playoffs? And what they do once they get to the playoffs? But boy, just remember this conversation if we're talking in February and we're like, hey, team is still playing. <laughs> you know, again, don't want to uh, speculate now. Uh, still waiting on Denzel Perriman to call. Uh, he, he should be calling any second now. Uh, I'll throw out the show topic to, to you before we get to him, just because I like to do that each and every day. I like to bring a new uh, question or a topic to the show. Uh, love to get feedback on it. Of course, the Raider Nation listener line at 702-365-9200 and also the Salmon Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Denzel Perriman's been a hell of a player. He's been a guy that I don't think is flying under the radar. Now, I'll say this. When the Raiders traded for him, I didn't think he was going to be 
leading the team in tackles. I didn't think he was going to be one of the big, big-time difference makers. I thought he was going to be a nice piece, a nice addition. I didn't think he was going to be the player he is. So he's not flying under the radar because we all are talking about him on the daily. But in your opinion, who's been the player on the team this season that's not being talked about? Who's been the player or the coach that's kind of flying under the radar? The guy that you think, hey, man, this dude's really balling. But nobody's really talking about him. That's what I want to hear from you today. 69187, keyword R&R. That is the Salmon Ash text line. Of course, hit SalmonAshLaw.com because you deserve what's right. So, uh, yeah, that's the question right there. You can hit us up. We don't, do we have Denzel yet or no? Okay, I, I, just, I didn't want to throw out the phone number and then tell you to call and then Denzel called. But you can hit us up on the Salmon Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Let us know who you think the best player on the team has been this season that's not being talked about. So you can't say Max Crosby. Can't say Derek Carr. Can't say Henry Ruggs. Those guys are talked about. Darren Waller talked about on the regular. Hunter Renfro talked about on the regular. Who's the guys that are flying under the radar, but they're balling? Let me know about it and uh, and give me your, your feedback, and we'll definitely share it here on the show. Now, on a personal notice or note, I did want to bring to the table that DeMond, I don't know what he's got going on in his life these days, but sometimes I like to peel the curtain back. DeMond came to work today all buttoned up, He's got some shiny boots on. He's all well-dressed, well-dressed. And so I've just asked him, and multiple times I've asked him, and he's denied it. So now maybe that we're on the, the air, maybe the microphones are like truth serum. I just want to know what you got going on. Did you go on a lunch date before you got to work? I know you didn't eat because you just ate before we went on the air. We both did. So I just want to know, did you have a lunch date? Did you did you meet with someone? You got a job interview? What you got going on? You go the, to court? The <laughs> the honest answer is I just felt like putting on some clothes today. I mean, it's just a shirt. And it's a nice collar, button-up. Yeah, it's a nice button-up, sleeveless shirt. I think it's not sleeveless. I mean, I'm sorry. Not a long sleeve. It's short sleeve. Excuse okay, me. I'm okay, about yes. to say. Hold on, dog. A nice short sleeve shirt, you know? It's but nothing. The, but even Kira pointed out in the, in, in, in the hallway, the boots, and they're shiny. What's I going on? I wanted to wear the boots. You know, sometimes you look at something, and you're like, man, I ain't worn that in a while. Yeah, when boots. I'm going out or when I'm going somewhere, not when I'm coming to work. I don't know. Maybe I wanted to wear the boots to work. <laughs> you know? I don't know. I don't know. I'm 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 gonna put this down. I'm gonna write this date down. I'm October twentieth. Taking more seriously around here. No, no, I take it seriously. <laughs> I, I'm gonna put this date down. October twentieth, twenty twenty one. This is the date. So Raider Nation, if anything pops up anytime soon with Demon, anything pops up anytime soon with him, let's just remember this date. I had a guy that I used to work with named Zach. I called him my brother from another mother. I used to work with him at ESPN Central Texas. And he came in one day, and he was dressed to the nines, looking good. And I called him out on the air, just like I'm calling you out. And I said, Doc, what'd you do? Go to court? You have a job interview? You go to a funeral? What happened today? And he said, nothing. I just, he said, same thing you said, company line. I just, wanted, I just wanted to look good today. He was gone in three weeks. Gone. Gone. Well, I can tell you that's not the case. I was telling you off the air before the show because you were asking me, oh, we got a job interview? One of my friends, he was like, hey, man, good union job's opening up. You want to get in here? And it was, just, and I even said this. I was like, no, man, I'll take my 700 likes on Twitter, and I'll eat off that. <laughs> Had a Henry Ruggs Keep tweet. Keep eating, man. Keep eating. Yeah. Had a Henry Ruggs tweet because like, he sent it to me. He's like, oh, man, you're going viral. And it was just like people, you know, when people having like those extra discussions in your right. tweet, and it's like, hey, I didn't sign up for this. I don't care about the tweet anymore. Right. Yeah, but I had one of those. So, okay. And so I told and he, he sent me the tweet. So it was just like, yeah, man, you keep your union job. All right. Well, I'll stick with the radio. Raider stick Nation, stick, stick with this. October 20th, 2021, DeMond came to work dressed, really dressed, looking good. 
I, no, I've been thinking about this all week, to be honest. I tried on a long sleeve shirt, just like a white long sleeve shirt. You're just going to wear it with some black slacks. My shirts don't fit anymore, man. Okay, that's a humble brag that you're hitting the iron a little bit too hard. You know, that's what me and Denzel will talk about. I'll just be like, hey, man, I know you hit the, you hit the jam too. You well, know? we ain't going to talk about nothing if you don't go. Well, you know, I'm He's <laughs> only only about 10 minutes late. <laughs> be like, yeah, man, so D, what are you doing in the workroom? Because I, I don't think nobody outworking him. No, no, not not really, not really. So yeah, you could ask him that question. What he calls, I'm about to ask. Call, I'm about to ask uh, Eddie in the in the commercial break if uh, if uh, he's forgotten about us or whatever. Or, you know, again, just running a few minutes late uh, on the Sam and Ash text line at six nine one eight seven from Big Dub Raider. Uh, the Raider that's flying under the radar to me is Jonathan Abram. Dude is flying all over the field and was rewarded with the interception Sunday for being in the right spot. Couldn't say it. Uh, couldn't say this a lot last season. Go. Raiders. That's exactly how he wrote it. I said it how he wrote it. Uh, this is a very sarcastic text. This might be from Tom. James is doing a great job replacing a future Hall of Fame center. Talking about Andre James. <laughs> I don't know who said that. It was not labeled Tom, but I'm assuming that, that that's a Tom type type uh, text right there. And yeah, James, unfortunately, he's being talked about too much. I was about to say he is definitely not under the radar. No, he's being talked about too much, just not in the in the right way. Not in the, not in the positive way. So maybe you could even flip the question like that. You know, if there's someone that that maybe we're talking about too much, and maybe it could be in a in a in a, in a negative way like that one, I, I could totally see that one. Uh, Vegas Pete says Solomon Thomas and Abram on defense, Colton Miller on offense. Colton Miller, I don't, it's hard to say that he's flying under the radar because he is on that offensive line, and he did get a contract extension this uh, this off season, so you kind of know that he's there. Um, he's had a couple penalties called on him. But, I mean, I think you kind of know who Colton Miller is, and uh, it's a good thing when an offensive lineman is not being talked about. So, like I said about Andre James, we're talking about him too much. Alex Leatherwood, we're talking about him too much. Brandon Parker, talking about him too much. That's because it's a problem. <laughs> you know, John Simpson, his names get called too much because, it, it, you know, they weren't up to snuff. So, uh, they did perform better last week, though. How about Mailman Raider hit us up again. Most slept on player on the team. How about A.J. Cole, punter? Quietly being the best punter in the league. Hashtag punters are people too. <laughs> Hashtag do it for Demond. Do it for Demond. That on, worked. Guys. That worked. That worked. I mean, that was the hashtag we put out last week, right? It was this week. No, it was last week heading into the the Titans game, or was it Monday? It was Monday. Yeah, it was, right before the yeah, game. It was right okay. Before the game. There you go. Well, it worked. There it is. All right, here we go. Here's another text on the Salmon Ash text line. And then we'll take a break, and we'll see if we can get uh, Denzel in the commercial break. Uh, hey, Q. Uh, it says travel from Sacramento. It's it's a text from Sacramento. Flying into Vegas for Eagles weekend. Let's hope the Raiders uh, Let's hope the Raiders can sustain the level of play calling they did on Sunday. Mobile quarterbacks tend to be a problem for us, but I'm confident that the Raiders could keep Hurts contained and make him beat us with his arm. As far as players balling out that no one's talking about, I'd have to go with Corey Littleton. He's been very reliable in coverage and a solid tackler, looking like the better pickup from last year's linebacker free agent acquisition. And that's a great text. I'm sorry that I don't have your name right on this text. But, yeah, that's a good point. Corey Littleton is actually playing pretty good ball. Is there moments that he frustrates you still? Yeah, a little bit here and there. But for the most part, man, I've seen Corey Littleton, and he made a really good tackle on Sunday. I can't remember exactly what play it was, but, man, he he made a tackle and stood this dude up and, and dropped him. And it was, I mean, that's exactly what you want. From a linebacker, you want them to make that play. You want him to make those Denzel Perryman type plays. That's exactly what you want, and that's what he did on Sunday. And I can't remember exactly who it was. If it was Noah Fant or if it was uh, Sutton, Cortland Sutton. I can't remember who it was, and I hate that I can't remember that. But 
he made a heck of a play. So yeah, I think Corey Littleton's doing a really good job. So that's a good that's a good observation by you right there. And as far as the game goes, when it comes to Jalen Hurts, he is a guy that's going to try to beat you with his legs. If they don't have a guy that's open or he doesn't feel like the play is there, he'll take off and and, and run. He's actually leading the Eagles in in uh, rushing yards right now with 300. Miles Sanders, their running back, is behind him around 250. So he's averaging about 50 yards per game. Miles Sanders is averaging you know just under 50 yards per game, which is not a lot, but just to know that he's leading the team in, in rushing yards really tells you all you need to know. If you make him throw the ball, this is what I'll say about Jalen Hurts, even though I like him. I really do. I think he got thrown into the starting job way too early. I like him. I think he's going to be a good player. But right now, he will give every team a couple chances every game. The defense will have at least two opportunities to make plays. Now it's up to them to go make the play. But there will be at least two opportunities that he gives that are you know, those 50-50 balls or even those balls that you expect to be like 75-25 on the defensive side of things. Like he'll throw that rock up there where Trayvon Merritt could go make a play or Casey Hayward could go make a play or, you know, maybe a Denzel Perryman and a linebacker make a play. Corey Littleton, maybe this is a game where he can get a pick. He will throw the ball up there that is okay for interceptions. I mean, it's there. It's there for the making. You just got to go get it. So that that is something that you can see and you should expect to see from Jalen Hurst. Now, is it going to happen? It's up to the Raiders to go make that happen. So let's go ahead and take a break. 2.22 is the time. We're gonna uh, we're expecting to hear from Denzel Perriman, linebacker from the Raiders. Uh, he was supposed to join us as soon as the show started, but uh, he hasn't yet. But we will get to him as soon as possible. As soon as we get a hold of him, we'll make a couple calls during the commercial break. But in the meantime, in between time, we do want to hear from you. Uh, who's a couple players or who's a player that you, you think is playing some good ball for the Raiders right now that we're not talking about? Somebody who's flying under the radar. Let us know about it. It's Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. We have dogs out there that's ready to hunt. Uh, they're ready for this game. They're excited for it. And I'm excited to see them hunt. I told our players, you need to be more like a dog. We don't need a bunch of cats in here. Yeah, looking in the mirror. Do I look good? I got my extra bands on. I got my other shoes on. Be a dog. We don't need no meows. We don't need no cats. We need more dogs. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Want to give an update on linebacker Denzel Perriman finishing up a lift, so he should be calling us any minute now, and we will keep our heads on a swivel we'll just navigate it's not a problem not a big deal we got joe rigo coming up at three o'clock if we got to push him back to 305 310 we will it's not a problem that's what we do around here in the meantime in between time we want to hear from you rare nation listener line 702-365-9200 who's been the best player on the team this season that's not being talked about who's that guy flying underneath the radar again 702-365-9200 salmon ash text line which is blowing up we appreciate the text 69187 keyword r and r let's go out to Aaron, Aaron, right here in Vegas. What's on your mind, Aaron? How you doing, Q? Chilling, uh, man. Good to talk to you. Yes, good sir. To talk to you again. Uh, let me start off by saying Raider Nation, let's roll, baby. Um, I had called Monday when you were asking about the game ball, and I said it should be given to John Gruden. I want to, I want to take that back. After thinking about it, I heard a couple of listeners had some comments about what I had said, and they're right. I'm just still just butthurt over what he said. You know, I got you. Being that he, being that he made his whole living off of people that he talked about like that. <laughs> right, right. That's you a real – hey, that's real. Uh, that's real, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But as far as the, the body that's playing under the radar, I'm going to say Henry Ruggs III. You know, they they opened up that playbook. They took them shackles off his ankles, and he's ready to go now. And uh, 
I'll be. I will be at the game Sunday. I will be uh, at the seats by the torch. I will have my uh, my Raider hard hat on. So nice. if any Raider Nation that's listening, if you guys come up there and come meet me, I'll buy you a beer. Boom. There it is. Well, I'll say this, and thank you so much for that call. Too bad I'll be working. <laughs> I'll say this. Starting at 10 o'clock on Sunday, right up there by the torch, the Coors Light Landing is what it's called. Uh, I'll be doing the pregame pregame show. So JT and Eric Allen do the official pregame show from 11 a.m. to uh, kickoff, and I'll be doing the pregame show ahead of that around 10 o'clock, 10 to 11, uh, right there at that same location. So if you get inside the stadium a little bit early, come by, holler at your boy, and uh, you know if you're there with your hard hat on, make him, come holler at us and give us your thoughts on the game as you prepare for it. So It'd be glad to. I'd be glad to meet you, man, and and shake your hand, and uh, yeah, welcome you to the game. So it's good to know that you're going to be there. I, I, I will, too. I love to meet you, D and uh, JT the Brick. Uh, but I'll be there Sunday, so I'll see you guys Sunday. Raider Nation, let's go, baby! All right, there he goes. My bad, I didn't. I thought <laughs> I thought he'd already hung up. I'm going through a big old long spiel. I didn't know I still had him on hold. My fault. My bad, Aaron. I kept you hanging like that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it'll be great to meet you and meet all the Raider Nation that comes on out. Let's go back out and hustle out to the Raider Nation listener line. Talk to our guy H in Albuquerque. What's on your mind, H? Hey, what's up, Q? Damon or Demon? Excuse me. Chilling, man. Chilling. Hey, you almost stumped me. You almost stumped me with this question, but I think I came up with the best one yet. Okay, and that's Trent Sieg, our long snapper. Wow, good one. And you know. Nobody ever talks about the long snapper unless he makes a mistake. But it's such an important position. They have a long snapper on everybody's roster. So thank you, Trent, for remaining anonymous. Hey, man, great but, call. Uh, great call. Great one. Yeah, that's, Trent Sieg is a good one. And, again, I mean, and, and anyone who's been watching the Raiders for long enough, they remember this game when the Raiders' long snapper went down and it was all hell to be paid. And Shane Leckler couldn't get, get a, a snap to get to him. It went over his head. It went down into the ground. He got punts blocked. It was miserable. It was one. I mean, I'll tell you, every single time that the Raiders went out there and had their long snapper hit the field, I thought, oh, man, this is going to be bad. And it was. It was terrible. And so it really it really made me appreciate what a long snapper does. And so H and Albuquerque is right. Uh, thank you for rena- remaining anonymous, flying under the radar, but getting your job done. Carlson, for the most part, has been money all season long. I know he's missed an extra point in a field goal, but for the most part, he's been money. The punts have been money. Talked about A.J. Cole already and the way that he's been able to flip the field. I mean, he is, he is, man, he is punting his tail off. Remember when the Raiders drafted Johnny Townsend? Remember that disaster? Boy, A.J. Cole has been, he has been a refreshment. Refresh, refreshing sound, and it's okay when he hits the field because you know he's going to boot that thing out of there. But, man, Johnny Townsend was terrible. You don't even remember Johnny Townsend, do you? Not at all. Not at all. You all said right. that, you're like, oh, remember that disaster? And like, nope, <laughs> nope I don't. you don't. Who we got up next? Fargo Raider. Fargo Raider, what's on your mind? Welcome to Unnecessary Roughness. Hey, what's up, guys? Chillin' Come on, Q. Uh, that's what I like to hear. Actually, the, I think the guy who's been flying under the radar because we don't ever hear his name, and I think that's a good thing. I'm going to give it up to um, Simpson over there on the left guard. I know a lot of people may not like that take, and they they don't appreciate him, but you don't ever really hear much about him, and I think that's a good thing. And then this this past game, they looked a lot more – the whole line looked a lot more in sync. That play for that touchdown that uh, Jacobs got, they pulled over and picked up their blocks, and Moreau did a great job picking up his blocks as well. So I'd like to see that improvement right there. All right, good stuff, good stuff. Thank you so much for that. Definitely appreciate you. It's all good. I'll say John Simpson, uh, I think he's going to be a 
Good player. I do. Uh, I think he had a lot of early hiccups. I, I, I really do. He was struggling. Uh, I think the whole offensive line played a lot better in this past game against the Broncos. They still are a work in progress. They still need to continue to gel. DJ Fluker was uh, actually added to the roster. That report came out last night. He was at practice today uh, at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Apparently, he's going to be on the practice squad. Jimmy Morrissey, former seventh-round pick out of Pitt, he was signed by the Texans off the practice squad, so he's going to be on the Texans' 53-man roster. And while we're talking about the Texans, how about this? This news broke a couple hours ago, and, man, great timing. I'm glad it happened on a Wednesday because we get John McClain, a.k.a. the general, on the show tomorrow. John McClain tweeted out, that a deal between the Texans and the Dolphins should happen soon for Deshaun Watson. So it looks like Deshaun Watson is going to get traded from the Texans to the Dolphins. And then Adam Hill, who does a great job for the Las Vegas Review Journal, also is part of Cofield and Company on our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas, checked on the Dolphins' website, and Tua Tagovailoa was not on the on the depth chart. But now apparently he's on the depth chart, so... Uh, I don't know what's going that's, on. That's a clear, like some people like Adam Hill starting to notice <laughs> right, it. And they're right. like, ha, 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 what are you guys talking about? There's nothing to see here. Right. And so uh, that's that's something that's developing. That's one of those situations that is developing. Uh, cannot wait to talk to John McClain about that situation. I think it's crazy that any team would be willing to trade for Deshaun Watson right now unless they know. One if I have make you do some crazy things. I mean, it will. But, man, what if, what if. He ends up getting in some big time trouble. Then what happens? You know, so I'm I'm assuming, and this is a tweet that someone hit me up with. We're like, well, how can they even feel good about making a trade right now? I said, well, they got to have some kind of language in this trade where, if if the worst case scenario, and I'm not wishing that on anything, but on anybody, if the worst case scenario happens, then you know the trade is null and void or, or something. You got to have some kind of protection. You got to. Yeah, and these the coaches, the front office. I know they just had like a double digit win last season, but hey, man, they're trying to keep their jobs. It's hard to explain one in five. Ain't well, nobody, nobody going to be trying to hear two to a developing no more. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, that looks like that that trade is going to happen. So we'll talk to John McClain about that. We'll also talk to him about Jimmy Morrissey being signed off the Raiders practice squad. Uh, why why they made that move. And I saw a lot of Raider fans being so angry about Jimmy Morrissey. And I do think he's going to be a good player in the league. Seventh round pick out of Pitt. I mean, the guy walked on at, at Pitt and, and and shined. It was like a team captain. I mean, the guy the guy is a hell of a player. But clearly he wasn't ready to go out and play right now or else he'd be out there playing. So I don't think it's really that big of a loss. I really don't. And and more power to him. Also, because um, we're just talking about this too, I just came across my timeline. Dolphins website, person 100% just hadn't updated the depth chart since Tua returned to action because he was still listed on the roster page. That's from PFF Brad. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> Where the smoke just fire, right? Just saying. But I just clearly, if if Watson is traded for tanking for Tua, if no, I mean, look, if if Watson is this traded for Tua, is not going to be their starting quarterback. That's a, that's obvious. If you're going to trade Watson, Tua's got to be part of it. He's got to be heading back to Houston. And this is why this conversation that we're having, we'll be able to get into great detail with John McClain. Because one thing I could tell you, someone hit us up and said, "Well, we need proof." It, John McClain ain't tweeting it out if it's BS. He ain't he ain't looking for clicks. He don't need no clicks to you know. He's not looking for clickbait. He's not that guy. So I, I'll go with what John McClain says. If he says that, hey, this dude is about to be traded in the next couple of days. Matter of fact, his exact tweet was Texans Dolphins could have Deshaun Watson deal done this week. That was his exact tweet. And he's got the article up on the Houston Chronicle right now. If he says that as close as he is to that Houston, that program there, that, that the, the Texans, then that means that something's going to happen sooner rather than later. So that, that's all the proof I need. Now, if, if it was just some rando putting it out there that, hey, I'm hearing that the Dolphins are going to trade for, then I'll wait. But 
like I said, he's not going to put that out there for no reason. Who we got up next, Deshaun? Demon? No one at the moment. Oh, okay. Yeah. You, you have, I can never tell because you have this look where you're staring at the phone, and I guess you're staring at it to see when Denzel calls in. Yes. But I thought that you, that meant that you were going to go to and hit it, so that's why I was like, all right, well, you didn't tell me who's up next. So. Nope, just with anticipation. Okay, it's all good. How about this? How about a text from Black Sunday Joel? I like that. Uh, it would be awesome if our Raiders could bring home the Lombardi. It would piss off the NFL after trying to sabotage our season. Mark Davis yelling, just win, baby, after getting the trophy from Goodell. Our boy Q trying to get on the podium like Kevin Hart <laughs> tried when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. <laughs> Pull up your little credentials. Like, hey, man, you know who I am. Come right, on. right. Come on. I thought we were people. Start calling for people that you know. Like, hey, you know me. Rich. Rich. Masaccia. Tell Come him on. Rich. You called me Q. You, you called me by name at the presser the other day. Come on. We go back. Yeah. I wouldn't know how to act. You're right. I, I wouldn't know. You know how to what act. I was thinking? What were you thinking? If they win the Super Bowl, I think I might get a ring. Oh gosh, here you go. You're trying to make it about you. You just made it about yourself. Come on, that's I know, but why can't you let me just have my moment? Why you got to take it from me? I think I get a ring though. I think you get a ring more than I get a chance to get on the podium. Oh man, Ray, let's go. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, because then what you gonna do? You gonna get up there and be like, <laughs> tighten up? I ain't got to be on the podium. I just mean, like, I would get a ring. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, the stories I would tell at the bar. <laughs> you can't even get to the bar. <laughs> you see this here? <laughs> <laughs> they say, yeah, what position did you play? Well, and they say, you know what? He, they've been asking him that since high school. <laughs> you know. He, was, he says he was on every team in high school, and we still can't find him on any I'd, roster. I hit the same line. There know. is not one roster that DeMond Cotton has ever been on. I don't even know if that's really – that's like a stage name. That might not even be your real name. Here's the line I hit. You know, politics, you know. Coach, you know, you know how it goes. Okay, but this ring don't lie. Yeah. All right, Raider Nation. So yeah, Super Bowl push. <laughs> I want to see. This is another text we got. Sam and Ash text line. I just gone ahead and went past that. What you just said. I want to see what you guys think about calling Mad Max Maximus Prime. I was never a big Transformers guy. I like Mad Max. I'm good with that. I was never a big Transformer guy though. I'm not a movie guy. I'm not a GI Joe guy. I'm not a Transformers guy. I was never. I mean, I just never did any of that stuff. It was like sports and music was. That was it for me. You was outside. All the time. Like my cousin outside. I think he finally maybe got home. Gosh. Got a text from Sir Whiskey Ray on the Salmon Ash text line. Q, let's give a shout out to Casey Hayward. He's been playing lockdown defense on the corner. In fact, he hasn't allowed a touchdown at all so far in six games. Completion rate, he's only given up 42.9%. It's nice that we have a reliable DB and it's only going to get better. Let's take it to Philly this week. Cheers, Sir Whiskey Ray. I like that. And he's not a guy flying under the radar, but he is balling. He is absolutely balling. There's no doubt about it. Casey Hayward's playing some good ball. And you were in that media session when uh, Levi asked him about, hey, you had that, you know, people said that you were, <laughs> they, he didn't say washed up, but that's what he yeah, meant. Exactly. <laughs> people saying you was done, throwing dirt on your name. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. what? They saying that? I didn't know that. <laughs> and he started laughing. I thought that was funny when he just started laughing. I, it was it was great. He just, <laughs> he just uh, you know. Because I felt like a genuine, like, I didn't even know people were saying that about right, me. Right, right. No, you're right. Got it, but you know, but then he then he went to the like, you know, gotta ignore that stuff. I don't listen to it. obviously he clearly doesn't listen to like outside media. I think or all media. the players and coaches, I think they all hear it, but certain certain players and certain coaches hear it to a certain extent, and that's it. You know what I mean? Like a lot of folks don't get invested in you know who the worst guy was, I thought, with hearing the outside noise and taking it way too personal. Remember Terrence Williams, wide receiver, used to be on the Cowboys? He he yeah, went yeah, he yeah. went to Baylor. Really good wide receiver, but he was a he was a wide receiver that was a good number two. He would never been a good number one. 
You know what I mean? But he was a good number two. Him and Dez, that was a nice little combo. Romo was a quarterback. He was always in his feelings whenever someone would tweet something about him on Twitter or whenever someone would say something about him on the radio. I mean, he would always get so wrapped up in everything that, and then start firing back at every single person. He took it all so personal. I remember I used to get into it with my co-host, and I'd say, well, if you can't take what they're saying on Twitter, get your ass off of Twitter. I just pulled him up. I do remember exactly because I got my Terrence's mixed up. At first, I was going to be like, no, you mean cornerback. I was thinking of Terrence Newman. Yeah, Terrence yeah but no, no. I, knew, I, knew, I do remember the guy he you're talking will. about now. Yeah, he, he was always one of those guys that listened to the outside noise way too much, just didn't let it just roll off their shoulder. And I get it, man. Sometimes the outside noise, and I'm not anybody, but sometimes the outside noise, I'll get tweets, and, and I'll go down that rabbit hole where I'll respond too much. And then I'll even talk about it, but I'll I'll just I'll have fun with it. Like I'm not gonna let it ruin my day. I just go back and forth, and then realize that oh, I just wasted two hours just going back and forth with this person, trying to get them to understand what I'm talking about. But T. Will would take it so extreme, man. He would take it to the point where the next day he'd have a bad game. He'd have a bad game and almost blame it on the fans. Like oh, if I wasn't, if this person wasn't attacking me on Twitter, you know what I mean? Like it was like that. If like Cowboy I'm, Life or 27 wouldn't have been in my yeah, mission. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like to worry don't, about him. Yeah, don't take it so personal. How about this text from Dustin in Texas? Shout out to Texas. Trayvon Merrick, when was the last time someone went deep on us? Almost had two picks, too. Again, it's from Dustin in Texas. And I'll say this. What I like about Trayvon Merrick, I picked him to be defensive rookie of the year, and he probably won't do that. Um, you know, there's, there's guys that are out there balling right now that are coming up with actual numbers, and he only has one interception. Like you mentioned, he had an opportunity at two on Sunday. I think that Trayvon Merrick is playing – Good enough ball that allows Jonathan Abram to play how he's playing, which is in the box, which is where he's more comfortable playing. And you're seeing how much better Abram's playing. But to do that, you got to have Trayvon Merrick on the back end being that guy that's willing to go and make that open field tackle, be that last line of defense. And I know in the Miami game, I know he missed one tackle. He took a bad angle. For the most part, man, Trayvon Merrick has been in there mixing it up and going and getting tackles. And be that last line of defense. If he has to, if he's like the O blank guy, and all of a sudden he's got to make this tackle, he's been able to come up with it. So he's been playing some good ball. So I like that, Dustin. That's a really good guy flying under the radar, not really talking about him too much. And he only has the one interception so far in the season. But the way he's playing, the style that he's playing, is allowing Jonathan Abram to play even better than he has so far in his career. So I think that that's a good one. That really helps out the rest of the team as well. 2.43 is the time. We'll come on back. We might have Denzel Perriman. We might not. If we don't, that's okay, too. We'll close out hour number one. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. Okay, so when you first signed with the team, there was a lot of critics and naysayers. I'm not sure how much you pay attention to the media, but a lot of people said that even after all of your success, you might have been past your prime. But so far this year, you've been proving that you're still one of the best corners in the league. I don't, I ain't even know they said that. So, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't know they said that, but. Oh, the catch and blasted Jalen Waddle at a safety. Casey Hayward was all over it. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. All right, well, we've officially entered the time where we're going to have to do some moving and shaking. <laughs> we got my guy Joe Rigo, Franchise Sports Media, coming up at 3 o'clock. We may have to push him back to about 310 or 315, so I'll reach out to him in the next break. We're going to close out hour number one here. Still awaiting Denzel Perryman, who's finishing up his lift and... As a guy, not me, but you, who spends a lot of time in the weight room, when you got to get that lift in, you got to finish off that lift. You got to finish off that lift. It's probably the best part of his day. 
It could be. You know, you can't interrupt that for nobody. I hear you. I mean, I don't. Obviously, I'm not the guy who does that. That's Sometimes your, when I'm at the gym in the bag. morning, I'm just like, ah, oh, man. And then I'm thinking about work. It's like, I really want to get this. It's like, no, no. Yeah, you don't want to have to do that. You don't want to leave something oh, on the table. Oh, he's not going to. Yeah. And and they'll you that's what they do. On the table. No, that's what they do. They uh they'll have they'll have um, them do their lift and finish off their lift before they go and do any of the media sessions or anything. And that's why sometimes when we're there at the facility, there is a staggered when it comes from one guy to the next guy to the next guy to the next guy because they're finishing off their lift. So, uh we're we're very understanding of that and uh when he's ready to call us, he'll hit us up. So, that's uh that's what we do know is coming up on the show. Uh 3:30 Mike Gill from 97.3 ESPN in South Jersey, he'll join us to talk all things Eagles. We've had a really good discussion here in the first hour just about Raiders that are flying under the radar so far this season, guys that are doing really really good for the team and not really a lot of people are talking about them. I've had a lot of great answers. Got a text. We were just talking about Trayvon Merrick. Got a text. Trayvon Merrick is the 14th ranked safety in the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus. A, form, a few more good games, he could get into the top 10. Yeah, you come up with another interception or two, you will be in the top 10. He's playing good ball. He's just not making the flashy plays. He's not Trayvon Diggs in, in Dallas that has seven interceptions in six games. And I know he's not a rookie, but he's balling. I don't care what he's given up. And I know he's given up plenty. But, man, that big play that, that risk right reward after, I'm okay with. That big play that happened right after that pick six, it wasn't even his fault, to be honest. You look at it, it's like that safety was just like, what are you doing? Right, right. Like he got beat a little bit, but what proper just staying put, that safety, it would have been a big game. But that's a solid tackle. And then, you know, they just got to keep playing. So it's unbelievable, though, seeing a guy with seven interceptions in six games. I mean that's that's unbelievable stuff right there. It really is. He's he's doing some good things for uh for Dallas. So I'm not mad at him. Got another text. Uh six nine one eight seven keyword R and R. I'm Vegas Pete. I'm gonna answer differently. Who do I want to get more playing time? Ingold, good fullback on short yardage. Is a great blocker, was a high school quarterback. We could run a Philly special type play with him, throw the car, that would rock in the red zone. Zay Jones makes plays also. Like to see him more involved. That's a good one right there. I like Zay Jones. I like that answer. And the reason I like Zay Jones is because he's been talked about so long. And it's, to me, it kind of blows my mind that he's even still on the roster just because there's, you know, I just feel like there's so many weapons, it's hard to get him involved. And so when he was the guy who caught that game-winning touchdown Monday night against Baltimore, that first game of the season, it was exciting, you know? And I remember asking Derek Carr, and he almost got emotional about it because he was so happy for Zay. I can say this about Zay Jones. That dude, he is so selfless. Like, he goes out there, and I'm sure he could feel like he could play on any other team in the league. But he takes a back role. Whenever his number's called, he gets out there and plays and is prepared and is ready to go. He's a great athlete and knows every position out there. I was just going to say, he even makes big plays on special teams. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I mean, he goes out there and he does a lot of the little, little things. But they're not little things, but they're, you know, little things to us. So he he's out there doing his thing. So I can appreciate that, Zay Jones. And I like the fact that he's doing what he's doing. Um, got this text. Foster Moreau is flying under the radar. Took a hit like a champ on the reception in the Broncos game, I think, and uh, has been blocking really good. I think he's been blocking really good. Uh, yeah, Foster Moreau's been – he's been okay. He's been okay. I think he's – actually, I, I expected him to be playing at a higher level at this point. I mean, if you go back and look at his numbers, they're not great. I thought he was going to be more of a red zone threat, and especially when the Raiders were struggling in the red zone. I thought, okay, Foster Moreau really could step up and help him out here. So he hasn't really done as much as I expected him to now that he's fully healthy. But I could see him. I mean, look, you're only six games into the season. I could totally see him still being a big factor 
throughout the rest of the, the season. I know he's a fan favorite, though. Fans love them some Foster Moreau. <laughs> Fans will cut on, on Twitter for you, man. They'll, they'll go out there and cut for him in a heartbeat. Foster Moreau, he's a stud. Mike Mayock picked a great one. And I'll tell you what, his rookie year was a good one. His rookie year was a really good one. Then he got injured. But, man, he, you, you saw what he, he had flashes of, what he could do. He absolutely, uh, he absolutely could make some moves. Uh, got a text from Raider Dre in San Jose. Yo, Q, did Fluker play for Cable in Seattle? I think so. He did play with Seattle, so he probably did play under Coach Cable. Did you know I'm not mad at Alabama guys? You had an Alabama guy to the roster. I'm okay with that. I'll sit up here and tell DeMond all day, roll tide. You still owe me 15 on-demand push-ups, by the way. Okay, that's cool. But uh, didn't they just lose, though? I don't care. They still going to be in the playoffs. <laughs> that's, there's, there's certain things I know in life. That Alabama's going to be in the playoffs. <laughs> I know that before the season begins. I think everyone else knows it too. Yeah, because the committee wants them to be in. That's I fine. Mean, one loss team. That's fine. If they don't beat Georgia in that uh, conference championship, which I don't think they will. They no, might not. Yeah, no playoffs for them. Maybe. Maybe. I don't want to see the committee greasing some wheels to try to get you them might, in. You might see it. I'm, hey, look, I'm not saying that every time they get in is 100% legit. I'm just saying that they're going to be in. I feel very confident going into the season saying, yeah, Alabama will be in the playoffs. If there's a four, and that's why people argue about the, the four playoff committee or the four playoff teams, because you can pretty much pencil in Alabama. You can pencil in Ohio State. Up until this year, you could pencil in Clemson, and then there was other. So you got Georgia in there. You know that they're going to be in there. Alabama, they, got, they have their work cut out for them, but I could see them getting sliding right in there. Why not? There's always going to be two SEC teams in there. You know that. Maybe it shouldn't be. Maybe you're right. See, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. Maybe there shouldn't be a red light in the middle of the street. You know, but, but there is. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying. Hold on, real quick. Speaking of the SEC, did you see Tennessee? Um, no. Did they? Ole they, Miss, they, when they threw when they littered the field. Yes, I did. Yes, uh, and they got that big proud. fine. They got a big fine too. Proud yeah. day to be a Tennessean. Yeah, of course. That no wonder you were thinking about storming the field for UNLV. That's just in your nature. You can't help it. It's in your nature. Look what they're doing over there in Neyland Stadium. We got to match that. I, yeah, see, that's why it's just in your nature. You Somebody can't give help. me a hot dog. They didn't finish or something. You cannot help yourself. But also a bottle of mustard. It's not like it's what I what I was reading on the internet on Twitter. But it's not somebody just brings in a bottle of mustard. That's like the new way to get a flask in. Really? It's a mustard bottle. Really? And I was getting detected by the metal detector. Really? Yeah. Because I was thinking, who just So had- nobody <laughs> looked at it and thought that that was random that yeah, people were bringing in a mustard? Exactly. Because I was thinking that too. It was just like, because it was just like a picture of a mustard bottle on the field. Like, and somebody's just like, I got to have my own stuff for these hot dogs. Wow. That's funny. The more you know. Oh, man. This is a great tweet from uh, Ricardo, and then we'll take a break. Remember, I was talking about Johnny Townsend earlier this year? Or earlier earlier this- today, yes. Yeah. You, why didn't you tell me that Johnny Townsend is a punter for your Titans? Oh, man, I didn't even know that. Whoa. Well, I'm glad you know about your team. Yeah, Trav- hey, that's thank you, Ricardo, for that tweet. He tweeted at you, too. Townsend is the current punter for the Titans. I know he has a brother. That's not his brother because I know Johnny Townsend has a brother, and I thought that I thought Kansas City had him, though. But either way, that's funny. If he's on on your team squad, no wonder your, your guys' uh, punt, punt coverage, or not coverage, but they're the, the, way, the way that Tennessee's punting the ball ain't very good. Man, there was a kick return in that game where it was just like, boy, felt like Florida in good times. <laughs> but came back, though. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was a hell of a game. Uh, one more tweet from uh, LV Raider Marcus. I was talking about that game when the Raiders' long snapper went down and Shane Lettler couldn't get a 
couldn't receive the the ball at all. The long snapper was was such a a need, and that's when you realize how important the long snapper was. He said that linebacker that stepped in was Travis Gothel. He was the one who stepped in at long snapper against the Chargers back in the day, and it fell apart, and it fell apart quick. Man, the ball was being bounced to Leckler. It was going over his head. It was going to the side. I mean, you just knew damn well. You go, might as well just go ahead and take a safety or do something. Just, you know, just just go for it on fourth down. There's no reason to punt. Exactly. That would, it would have been four down territory for the rest of the game then. It after, should have after been. After one bad one. It absolutely should have been because, man, those those snaps were awful. So there you go. 2.57 is the time. Uh, you know what? We'll try to, you know what we're going to try to do? I'm going to try to squeeze in Joe. We're going to try to get Joe. Joe Arrigo is going to join us next, we do think. And then we're supposed to have Denzel Perryman, and we're supposed to have Mike Gill from 97.3 ESPN in South Jersey. So we got a loaded hour number two coming up. So we'll get all of this in in the next hour of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920.